The rules of retail are changing. One by one, corporate retailers are closing their doors, and some call it the death of retail. But those rules never apply to independent retailers like us. We're writing our own rules. We're here to answer the questions about how to grow your business, stay competitive, and still have a life. I'm Josh Orr, and this is the Retail Initiative Podcast. Um, welcome to today's episode of Retail Initiative. I'm super excited. First, um, we're doing something different today. Uh, you know, we've been putting these podcast episodes on YouTube where there's just like a graphic and you listen to my voice. Um, and this time I decided to actually record the podcast making process. So for those of you watching on YouTube, um, welcome to my office. Um, and for those of you joining me, from your car or wherever you listen to podcasts, super glad that you're here. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple things today, and they actually both are from comments that I got, um, one to the podcast on YouTube, and the other um, was in the Facebook group of The Mastermind that I do with Tara Austin at Ruthie Grace. Um, so you've probably heard me talk a lot about like your perfect customer. I'm a huge proponent of this idea that um, you can only have one perfect customer. I don't think that you can have three profiles. Um, so you can't have a 24-year-old girl, a 35-year-old girl, and a 50-year-old girl. Um, and you kind of, you know, have, you know, Susan and Karen and uh, Rachel, and you're buying for all three of them. And what you end up actually doing is you're buying for a ton of people, which um, you're just going to end up overstocked and you're actually not going to appeal to any one of the three because you're trying to appeal to all of them. Um, so here was the question that I got was about, okay, like I have this target customer, I have this profile, I'm creating a business plan and well, what about like subsets? What about the other people that we probably will gain as a customer? Where do those fit in? How do I, you know, how do I talk about those people as we plan for our business? And, you know, let's be honest. I think the question was geared about a business plan, which I, I'm a fan of like planning out your business and knowing where you want to go and like, okay, how, how much do I need to do to actually make money in this? Is this worth it in the long haul? Um, but as far as like just creating a business plan to get something on paper, um, you know, that kind of stuff where you're going to put the, all the different types of people that might find you and why they're going to find you. Um, I don't know how fruitful of an exercise that is beyond finding your target customer. And so when I talk about the fact that um, I think you can only have one. So let's say that you have been gearing your, your store to, to women between the ages of 24 and 60 or, or 55. Um, and now I'm telling you, like, no, you need to pick like 33-year-old mom is your one person and that's the only person that we care about so when you buy when you market when you do anything like all you're thinking of is that 33 year old mom who is you know scared of this struggling with this really wants to do this her biggest fear is this her biggest hope is this um you're figuring out what those things are and you're marketing to that now what that doesn't mean is that you aren't going to get 25 year old girl or women or whatever term you want to put to it, um, or 55 year old, you're going to still gain um, that audience, but you're going to do it by speaking to one. And so, you know, like in my family, um, honestly, like my mother-in-law um, shops at the same store that my wife does, who shops at very similar stores as um, my, her younger sister. Um, now they each kind of have their nuance to them, but they are going to still shop in, in certain places. But at that store, try to gear to all of them, 
honestly, I don't think any of them would end up shopping there because they wouldn't feel like there was enough that spoke to them um, to make it worthwhile. And if there was enough to speak to them, I guarantee you that store is overstocked and not profitable. So when I talk about like subsets and should you consider them, you know, yes, consider them, but don't focus on them because, you know, by reaching who your perfect customer is, you really are still going to get the peripheral people. You still are going to get who's around them. Um, but the people that you're trying to, to work with will flock to you because you're giving them something that speaks just to them. Um, so if this is you, I hope that you gain some encouragement in that. Um, now the, oh, and, and something cool that I've, I've been thinking about lately, um, I think I got this, I think I got it from Russell Brunson. I tend to get a lot from him, so probably, um, is this idea of like, you have to be against something. Oh, it was from the book, um, sorry, they'd be back and forth. It was from the book uh, Rework, which is written by the people that created Basecamp, a software, like a project management software. Um, but they talk about the fact that you need to be against something. And I know that sounds crazy because we want to have like a positive message. But, you know, we get, if you think about it, let's say you have 100 people um, and you have a message out there. Um, 20 might be for you. 20 might be against you. But then you have these 60 in the middle, which actually makes up the majority of people. And they're pretty neutral towards you. They're not for or against. They don't, they don't mean anything. Well, as soon as you take a stand for or against something, you then can split that 60 in half and assume that you're going to lose. You're going to add more people to the list of people that don't engage with you and don't like you. But you are increasing the amount of people that are for you. So if we had 60, now you're going to have 30 of those people who are going to say, oh, I'm good, like I'm going to pass. But you're going to have 30 that, that flock to you because you now are like inviting them into your tribe, inviting them into your group. So what could that be for you? You could say like, you know, if you are, you know, like higher fashion and whatnot, be like, look, if you're the girl that wants to leave with your hair pulled back and no makeup on, like, great, good for you. But we're probably not for you. Um, and you're going to lose people when you take that mentality. And let's be honest, like that's the furthest thing from me. I'm the guy that wears a Patagonia vest every day. Uh, but that said, which I'm not wearing one today, which is funny, because it was freezing outside. Texas freezing. So people that are in cold weather areas um, can know that it's not actually cold. Um, so the, here's the other thing I want to talk about. Um, I got a, we got a comment that I was so, so, so excited about. Um, and it was a girl that talked about how she finally implemented an email marketing solution and had sent three emails and had like a screenshot of how much money she had made from those emails. And what was cool was um, she didn't do this implementing like fancy tools. She didn't do this. She even was like, I didn't like, I didn't do this perfectly. I didn't, um, I, I want to change like a hundred things, but I was sick of waiting till I could do it perfect. And I just did something and I got, got it out there. And now I'm starting to see results from it. And so what I want to leave you with is just this idea of like going into the holidays. What is that for you? Like, what are you waiting on to start doing that? You're, you can't do it perfect. Maybe it's email marketing. That's a huge one. Maybe it's text messaging work. Maybe it's social selling. Maybe it's finally launching your website. And you were like, gosh, I can't do it perfectly right now. Like, I don't have time to, to take professional product photos. I don't have the energy to write all the copy. And so we're just not going to do it. Um, and the truth is, if that's your mentality, you're probably never going to do it. 
or it's going to be years down the road and you're going to look back because when you finally do it, probably not perfect, you're going to see some results and wish you had done it years before. So what, what is that thing for you that if you are like, okay, I've been waiting on email marketing forever, how could you put something in place to, gosh, send a, a week, an email every other week featuring some of your newest items and, you know, inviting people into your story and re-engaging with your brand. It's some, you know, it's a simple concept that we know. I think we all get the idea of done is better than perfect, but actually doing it is this totally other challenge. And what I want to leave you with is just an encouragement of um, do it. Like you have all the permission in the world. You are going to fail probably, but, but you keep doing it and, and eventually if you're going to see some success from it. So I hope that that encourages you to know that like, you're not alone in that, that feeling. It's a very, very common thing. I feel it in my own business. I tend to want to wait till it's perfect. And my team is constantly pushing me to just do something. So I hope that that um, gives you something. So again, focus on your perfect customer, especially going into the holidays. Um, and then what's that thing you're waiting to do until it's perfect? Like, just do it, just start. Um, it's, not, it's not gonna be perfect, but you can finally get it done. So uh, thanks for checking us out. Um, if you're on the podcast, which I'm pointing to my mic, um, I'd love if you would subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at, at Retail Josh. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, do subscribe to our channel. We do more than just the podcast. Um, yeah, but I'm really glad that you're here and I will see you guys next week.